Warning, the following episode contains themes some listeners may find disturbing. Fulmer's Folly, Episode 2, Broken. Jack. What do you do when you hear death approaching? Get the traps down. Get them clear. When death is staring straight at you, and the sheer numbing terror of having no answer. Harry. Harry, move. The doubt. Did I make the right decision? Picking and eroding you day by day by day. As I watch my daughters going from health and bubbly confidence, full of potential to skeletons, just existing. Doubt. You keep it at bay with a single thought. The infected can't get us out here. Yet that sound says they can. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Shh, 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 shh. I'm sorry, Mom. Look at me. I need you to do what I'm saying. I'm so sorry. I need to get clear and get the Genoa up here. Quietly. I see my daughter's wide eyes look at me from over her mother's shoulder, searching for reassurance, strength, answers. It's hell. Sam's eyes follows Ari's gaze to me. Me. Make a decision. Speed. Run. Yes, the Genoa. Get the traps off the bow. Come on, Ari. Throw them through the hatch. The furling line. Get clear. Sam. Ready. Two. Three. Right, a little more tension. More. Why is... No. Come on, stop. 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 Take the gear back. You ready? Two, three. Uh, it won't budge. It's jammed. Oh, out the way. Don't force it. I know. Where are you going? To run the lines down. Oh, don't touch anything. Stay there. Oi. I want to yell, blame her, curse someone, anyone. God, fate, me, doubt. Had I heard the cell wrong? Too quickly, too giddy from rain and destroyed by Calypso to think straight? Had I caused the override? The Genoa sail at the head of the boat now jammed a quarter unfurled, crippling us for precious speed, maneuverability. Turn off the cabin lights. I climb forward with fake confidence, conscious of Ariete and Sam's gaze. What little light there is from the thin cabin window dies. Take pen. Lock yourself in. Don't make a sound. I'm sorry. Ma'am. It'll be okay. Go careful. Stay quiet. The deck shifts beneath my feet. Shuffling forward in the pitch black. Skin prickling with the feeling of a hundred eyes watching. They are out here. They heard us. They know we are here. 
struggled to control my numb fingers, balling them tightly into fists and releasing in a bit to stop them trembling and flinching involuntarily. Blindly feeling round the furler on the headstay at the bow, a surge of nausea, cold sweat, crushing weight on my chest. I can't breathe. An uncontrollable urge to run, to hide. I flinch, stamping my neck as my head frantically jerks to every angle. Panicked more that I may not see a bloated, rotting face rising from the black water. I cannot feel a jam, so I feebly peer up into the dark of the rigging. Thoughts circling a theory of a warped halyard and all that could mean. I hear the mumble of Ari below my feet, trying to settle Pen. Quiet. I cannot fix it. I need light, but light will draw them. I cannot fix it, fix it, fix it. What do you need? I don't know. I need to know. No, I can't stop shaking. Save them. Fix it. Think. You have to know. No. Do something. Fix it. Cold hands touch my own. Hey, hey, it's me, okay? She holds my hands tight. I cannot tell whether she's trembling too. I want her to be. I don't want it to be just me. What do you smell? What? What do you smell? The water. So, it can't be close, can it? I want to believe her. The stench of the infected is unmistakable. Oh, the disease that warps their brains and stops the host taking care of themselves. They stop washing, let their excrement soil whatever clothes still cling to their disgusting flesh. They are not dead, but rotting alive. The infection, releasing hormones and chemicals to twist host minds and keep their degrading bodies going, like the fungus that infects flies. Strong will see something. A wasting disease in starfish and CJD in humans, real things in nature. I had no idea were absolutely real until the comparisons were drawn and the name wasting stuck. This mutated wasting syndrome, stoking hyper rage, an unbelievable strength in its host despite the decomposing condition. It isn't close. Hands squeeze harder, clicking bones, trying to reassure, to make me believe. But all it does is remind me of the videos, the wasting hosts tearing their own muscles, snap and shatter their own bones like it was nothing. They just keep coming. I feel her trying to steady my hands. Or is she trying to steady her own? I desperately want to believe her reasoning. But the water could so easily mute the stench of the hosts or be freshly infected. Yet I cannot take that hope from her, so I lie. No smell. It isn't close. Then we're okay. Ari and Pen are locked in. I've got the flares. Her voice is so steady, so certain. Part of me hates her for it. Another loves her more. 
and feels ashamed. Can we fix the sail? Not in the dark. Okay. What do you need? I don't know. I... Breathe. Slow. No, you do know. Right, the mainsail. The mainsail is up. The rudder is clear. Hull. Watertight. <sighs> Radar. Yes. Careful. You okay? Yeah. Watch it here. Okay? Take the wheel. Okay. What's wrong? Is it not booting up? Shush a minute. My fingers waver over the multifunction display. Afraid even its light will bring them upon us. Regurgitating warnings burn in my head. Infected are drawn by light. Movement, sound. Stay quiet or they will find you. Hide or they will chase you. No light in the dark or they will know. And the outlandish, crazy mad rumor that if one knows, they all know and will swarm. Are you worried about the batteries? No. Don't say you're scared. Be a man. Come on. I feel for the button. Tense. And push. No yell from the dark. The instruments return like a reassuring old friend. Though I hold my body over it to block as much light as possible. Any electrics on the boat terrified me. A constant pressure that our dying batteries would leave us in a forever darkened world unless something changed. Anything? The scope is speckled by the weather. But no boats, no landmasses, nothing large approaching which the system would flag in red. There's nothing. But, but we can hear it. My eyes slowly shift up into the black ahead of the cockpit and behind is straining. Is it already here? Jack. What? Could it be in the water? We can't swim. Maybe it's clinging onto something. Got a life jacket on. Jack. I heard you. Shut up. I switch maximum range, but still there is nothing. But at long range, weather and wave size becomes more of a factor. Fiberglass holes aren't also the best for reflection, and to be honest, I'd been too cheap to buy a better model with a longer range. I'm going to bring her back onto B. Take us further out? Yes. Why? What? How will it help us? Would you rather we drop anchor? Don't be stupid. So you want to go towards land? No! I don't... What I'm picking a fight! You are! You want to do this now? Engage your brain for a minute so we figure out how to stay alive. You take us further out and we run into bad weather with a jam sail. It isn't just the infected that can kill us out here. Jack! Jack! You think I don't think? Every day is about trying to keep us alive out here. The boat going. No let up. No break. That's my life now. One mistake. I make one mistake, or I'm too slow, or I don't know something, and we're dead. That's it. I have a bad day, and I kill us. Do you know what that's like? 
Yes. I look at the bony outline of this woman standing before me in the dark. This woman, Samantha, who both knows and can't know because I'd let us out here. A pretender, bluffing answers with false reassurance. Suddenly, I feel so tired that I'm going to pass out. And it makes me so weak, angry, and terrified, and ashamed, and just so utterly overwhelmed by it all. I know Sam isn't trying to be difficult. She's thinking about vicious weather we've encountered, being thrown by the pitching deck and nearly overwhelmed by swell. The age and nature of our wounded home. I hear you. I hear you. You're right to worry about the weather and the Genoa. But we'll keep the radar on to watch for it worsening. Okay. Then... Let's keep the girls below. The forward hatch locked. Do as you say and wait for the light. I'm with you. I don't say it. But I'm so glad she is. Maybe I should. And tell her that. How much strength she gives. But I'm ashamed. As it should be the opposite. She shouldn't have to be the one comforting me. Weak. I'm glad Ari and Penn didn't see. I must be stronger for them all. We bring the boat over onto a westerly course and beam reach, taking her further out into the Atlantic, listening intently to the rain hitting the sail, the hull cutting through the water, and Penny's eventual objection to the whole situation that leads Sam to aid Ari but no returning cry from the infected. No faces coming out of the enveloping black or stench burning from the gloom. Sam resets the rain traps as our confidence matches the growing distance from our original position. My head numb and feet like lead and the sky begins to pale. I should check on the girls again. Yeah. I'm sorry for not... It's fine. No, it's not. I should have been able to keep my cool. You're human. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't terrified too. We've both seen what they can do. I'm worried I made the wrong decision. About what, specifically? <laughs> Thanks. You know what I mean. About coming here. The alternative? Yeah, but... It means nothing if they can get out here. We've been out nearly two years, and that's the first one. That means everything. You saw before we lost the internet. They're... everywhere. I mean, we didn't even see this one. Who knows, it could have been the wind or, or some screwed up person playing a sick joke. I mean, 
People have lost it, Jack. I mean, completely insane. Look at what happened to Laluna. Thieving, um, murdering, raping. It was them. That sound. So, how did it get out here? Floated? Swam? I can't swim. Maybe they left That's it. It's not funny. I wasn't trying to be. Then, then if we keep moving, they can't get us if we're moving. Keep moving. What else can we do? We can't stay out here forever, Sam. No. But the old girl will hold out a bit longer. I'm glad you're here. Don't you forget it. There's something else. We should go back to Calypso. You said her batteries were underwater. They were. But we can still try. I should have tried. If she's still afloat, we can find her, strip her for as much as we can, and scuttle her. You're going to be all right with that? No. But it ain't about me, is it? I should have done it to begin with. Do you want me to go over there instead? No. No, you don't want to see it. Are we even going to find her again? I said a waypoint when I got back. <laughs> we can start from there. Okay. Okay. Back to the Calypso. You want me to take the watch so you can get some sleep? I don't think I could drop off. You need to sleep. That's half your problem. Do you remember when we could sleep next to each other? <laughs> I remember when we could do a lot of things. Mm, are you flirting with me? <laughs> Raising a complaint. <laughs> Perhaps not the best time to give Ari a watch, though. Definitely not. Actually... You should go check. She's not in a good headspace. Peter? Rabbit. I'm asleep. Yeah. You slept? No. You want to talk about it? I shouldn't have shouted. Come here. I was about to have a shout myself, to be honest. Did you see it? No. You said they couldn't get us out here. I didn't think they could. What do we do? We're going to try and find Calypso again. And take what we can. And then keep moving. And go where? <sighs> Why do they do that? Make that noise? I don't know. Most of the time they don't. That's why you have to have your wits. Do you think they remember who they were? No. Guy in America said they react differently to people they knew. He's lying. And how did you even hear that? YouTube. Before it stopped working. People say it was done on purpose. Yeah. And they yet again said it was 5G and people should wear foil hats. And people may speak like they know things, but often they don't. What do you believe? I don't think it matters right now. There was a woman. She was old. Silvery hair. Gold-colored glasses. Had a blue coat and black trousers. She, she fell and, and tried to get up. Her glasses fell down her face. She hit the ground so hard. No one 
No one helped her. What the hell have you been watching? This was when we left. When you hit that car and you didn't stop. When everyone was running and screaming. You, you yelled not to look. I... I wish I hadn't. How much did you see? Everything. I can't stop thinking about it. Her face. Just the expression on it. Before they got her. Everyone just left her. Including us. We couldn't save her. She looks away. Her eyes dead. Her agony written on her face. I don't know if she's there, in her head, seeing it again and again. And it hurts so unbelievably that I can't take that pain away. I tell her not to think about it, but the image of a young mother in blue jeans, grey coat, polka dot nappy bag over her shoulder, a new baby, a new baby in a green sling strapped to her chest. But she was overrun. So I know she could never unsee it. Though I thank God. I know she didn't see that. Ready? Two, three. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, come here, you little sh Why are you giving your sister a hard time? Hmm? Heard you squawking last night. Naughty. Got to be more quiet. <laughs> you want to come up and see if you can find some dolphins? Dolphin? Yeah, let me clip her lifeline on. I got you. All right, hold on to the rail. Fixed. Patched. The bearings going on the top roller. Sticking at a particular point. It feels like it's grinding. So what does that mean? Needs a new part. Can we take Calypso's? Honestly, don't know. It will be fine, won't we, Pen? <laughs> there you are. Captain Penny has spoken. But what if it breaks? We'll be fine. Why don't you take Pen up to the bow? You mean you want to talk to Dad about how bad it is? Come on, Pen. Let's go for a wobble. Sassy. Shrewd. Oi, clip your lifeline on too. I'm fine. Hey, clip it on. Don't be an ass. That's because you didn't have yours on. That's because I'm an ass. <laughs> <laughs> did you see any vitamin bottles on the Calypso? I'd have taken them if I did. She looks towards the girls. An anguished, thoughtful look painting her thin face. Vitamins. I know I looked. I did. Didn't I? Yes, I remember looking. Parts of the memory seems foggy. It's hard to think. I can't believe it was yesterday. Oh, I can't stop seeing it. That image. That image. 
and the stale, heavy smell that filled Calypso. My stomach churns. Okay. Hmm? Tired. I'll take the watch. No, no. You sleep. I did look for them, you know. I didn't mean you didn't. But we should look again, though, yeah? She again looks forward at the girls. What permanent damage is this doing to their growing bodies? A pathetically small bag of tins is all I'd come away with the first time. Calypso's stores were supplemented like our own by catches, but what hadn't spoiled I didn't trust. I looked at the MFD, counting down the distance to the waypoint I'd set. That marked our first encounter. Aching for more speed. I'm going to rip out every fitting, every part. I, I should have done it the first time. Weak, stupid. Sam is right. Our problem isn't just calories or spare parts. It's vitamins. They must have been taking supplements to make up for the lack of fresh food like we were. They must have. I try to visualize what I saw again, but it's, it's fogged. And all I see is... Come on. Think. Think. If we really can't find any on Calypso, we're going to be forced ashore. No movement. Still empty. Radar's clear. Shouldn't we hear closer? No. We should. I don't want them to see. See what? Oi, eyes on screen. I'll go with you. It'll go faster with two. If there's anything big, we bring Fulma closer. We can't leave the girls by themselves. What if... I don't want to be stopped for long. I can do it. Ariete's expression is defiant, but a visible tremble gives her away. I'll keep Penny locked in. Bring the boat hook up. Watch the screen. And if Penny cries, and you go below... I won't go. Unless she's hurt herself. And how will she know without going? All it takes is one moment, another boat, or one of them. Ari's face wavers. Sam's a vision of conflict. I don't say it to be cruel, but because... She cries different. What? She cries different when she's hurt. If you see one, or boat, you hit the horn, get the mainsail up, and do not wait. Do you understand me? If, if we can't get back to you, you have to let us go. Do you understand? Can you do that? Because if you can't, I can't leave you here alone. For Pen. And you. Sam doesn't speak. She keeps her eyes locked ahead at the listing, brilliant white hull of Calypso. Though I keep looking back and scan the water and the horizon. The howl in the night happened miles away, yet it means it is possible. And of course, the threat of people. More silence as we tie off, and I see that Sam's eyes above her face mask are wet. She climbs over Calypso's port side, which is closest to the water and into her listing cockpit. Calypso's jewel helms stirring slightly, giving the impression she was alert to our presence. The polished stainless steel tops that accent her jet black winches 
leave white spots when I blink. The wind turbine on the stern continues to rotate, almost looking criminal to be fitted to such a sleek design. I intend to take it. One side of her cockpit table in the center is folded away, giving a clear path past the gray cushioned seats to the open companionway leading below. Underneath the table side that is raised, a soggy heap of pink is visible. A cuddly flamingo. Cautiously approaching the open hatchway, I feel the sickening surge of anxiety, feeling dizzy as we both stare hypnotically down into the light, airy cabin where the floor moves and twinkles with water. We should get the bilge pump going. Electric's dead. Then pump by hand. Come on, start thinking. We need to be quick. Is she hold? She's just had a rough ride with her hatches open. Even though I'm wearing a face mask, I swear I can smell the stale, foul air from below. You want to do this and I'll go first? No, no. You should just keep pumping. I'm, um, I'm going to start at the bow. My boot pushes the mushy remains of some homemade arts and crafts project aside, ducking under a piece of string that had been set up across the saloon. I felt far wider and more spacious than Fulmer's folly. <sighs> a scuff of dried blood on the pale wood paneled wall where they must have brushed up against. The forward cabin door open. 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 I'm sorry. Let's do this together, yeah? Thank you. And I hold her tightly, my vision misting as it is drawn to the closed door of the starboard aft cabin. Children's cabin. They had all this. Yeah. I don't understand. Don't go into the rear cabin. Uh, okay. No. We need to check everywhere. Not there. You don't want to see that. There is nothing we want from that room. We must be sure. Uh, okay. I'll go. Sam glares at the forward cabin door. Hate. Hate for the bodies slumped upon the cotton sheets. Rage at how they had all of this. A palace compared to Fulmer. Sickening, gut-wrenching pain and fury at what they did to their children and how they did it. Then Sam shudders as though she's been suddenly hit. And I know she's seen it. The small bundle between the two. The third child of Calypso. And it's too much. This is a thing. <laughs> 
easy to write them off as monsters, like those hunting us. But I look at the child's paintings, the maths they were teaching them, the crocheted jumpers and devised toys, the home they had built upon the water, and wonder what madness and despair drove them to such an unforgivable place. <sighs> We begin piling useful items in the cockpit, fishing lines and hooks, as well as proper saltwater fishing rods, flares, tools, but no vitamin supplements, or only one tin of food I'd missed. I searched the children's cabin. There was nothing else. How's it going? The filters are okay. Looks to be still working. A water maker. I shouldn't have left this. You know, I was so angry at you. I know. I was too. Oh, I thought you should have made her float and we should abandon Fulma, but... But I can't see how we could ever... Not knowing... Maybe we should. Maybe we need to get real. This boat is better. It is going to take so long to strip everything and transfer it. Could you see Ari sleeping in that cabin? Or, or Penny laying there with... No. The Fulmer is home. Our home. I wish she had a coffee machine. There's one here, but no coffee. Well, it just keeps giving, doesn't it? <laughs> Why do you think they did it? The girls... <laughs> Binoculars! Is that? Quick! Come on! Get what you can into the canoe! The boat, Jack! She's drifted round! Oh my gosh, she's into the wind! Just move! <laughs> Quick, fishing gear! Get the fishing gear! Okay, just go! Go! <sighs> Faster! Muscles burn. Still, it feels so painfully slow. Like something is cruelly holding us back or pushing the foamer further out. And the anguish, bitterness and desperation of abandoning it all, the water maker, wind turbines, solar panels, the Genoa furling, a trove we've already taken in our heads. And the hard, unfinished nature of leaving Calypso unburned. My heart slams against my ribcage, lungs struggling to draw in enough breath and panicking at how slow Fulmer would be to bring back onto the wind. The prickle of my neck, 
of the fast approaching unknown boat that is heading straight at us. played by Johnny Dispenner. Sam was played by Sally Walker-Taylor. Arietti was played by Tina Marquitalo. Penny was played by Eva Stacy. Producer, Lizeth Ramirez. Episode written by Matt and Becky Stacy. Directed by Matt Stacy. Music by Samar Benapal. This was a Static Airwaves production. <laughs>